reports of an alien spaceship crash landing in Roswell, New Mexico. There's something they're not telling us. It's my duty as a reporter to find out, for you, the American people. And that's a fear picks guarantee. Fear picks won't let you down. Fear picks will find the truth. This is an emergency broadcast. If anyone's out there, please, honor the humanity. This is giving me kind of PTSD because this is how we audition now. So <laughs> right. every time I'm every time I'm in like a Zoom call audition, it pops up and it's like, we would like to record your audio. And I'm like, oh, OK, there we go. <laughs> we go. Well, this hey, is the ben, big can leagues, you run baby. back uh, lines two through eight for us real quick. Yeah, can we get another take of that? This this time, let's hear some some shake in your voice. Really I, sell it like yeah, you're yeah, scared. Yeah. I, if we can get tears at some point around line seven, I think we're, we're ready. <laughs> Are you with on-screen you nudity? Are... Is that something you're comfortable with? <laughs> full on-screen nudity. Full frontal. Full frontal. Full that's frontal. All, that's oh, the perfect. only thing. Let me just write full this down. Frontal. No, I was gonna say I'm not gonna show my ass, but I will. Uh, I will do. I will do full frontal. <laughs> but the ass is off limits. The ass is. Yes, you know, it's, some it's people a, prefer that. He refuses to shave it. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> they want it's a clean ass the for, for the silver. I'll have screen. to get a body double for the ass shot. He's, he's got the so Hank Hill funny. booty. He won't show it. <laughs> but uh, I was going to say. Like, well, you know, did you guys watch um, White Lotus? Yes. Yes. So, yes. you know, in the first episode, uh, it's immediately he's the guy's talking about how he's like, I think I have like testicular cancer. And then it's just <laughs> that's right. a just massive close up of this guy's penis. And I was uh, genuinely I was just like, I wonder if he actually did this because I knew who the actor was. He was in. Um, he's in a lot. He's, he's yeah. Like but the one thing that I remembered him from was an old Tom Hanks movie, That Thing You Do. Um mm. And I was just like, I wonder if he actually did this. It was completely a stunt double or like oh, no way. double. Oh, Brutal. And it, was a dick, it, was, it was a dick double. And I'm pretty sure they also enhanced it with prosthetics. Wow. What's wow. the pay for that like? I mean, it's probably just minimum wage. You know? It's not like it's a 50 You got to like know somebody in that industry. Hour. Is that kind of, you know, is that hard to get into? My, I, honestly, I'm just like, why would you? I, I feel like you would want to go to like a porn double, like somebody who yeah, just obviously right, like good. is just so used to doing it, and you're like, yeah, I'll bring, I'll bring you on, and he's like, yeah, this is my rate, you know, maybe 200 bucks a day. <laughs> and how much is that dick worth? Yeah, how much is that dick worth? <laughs> I learned a really good fact about on-screen nudity the other day. We watched uh, Antichrist as part of kind of our Halloween movie rundown. That? Yeah, it was pretty nuts. But uh, Willem Dafoe. I looked away the whole time. Yeah, he's like the lead actor in it, right? And so he's How got, old is it? It's from like 20, 20, couple 12, years. 2010. Oh, I didn't know. Oh, is that old? Interesting. Never mind. Yeah, so it's it's a little bit old at this point. But uh, I, I cannot actively recommend it to people because it's, it's incredibly graphic. But there is like a scene of Willem Dafoe's penis. Like there's it, it makes multiple appearances. But he uses a penis double because... As a quote from the director, Willem Dafoe's penis is so big that it would be jarring to the audience. <laughs> he said it would completely take people out of the moment. It was so large, so they had to use oh, a double for it. My God. 
there's part of me that goes like, did they just pay him to say that? Like, right. Like, like, is they, that a publicity they, thing? Is that just like, yeah, is, is, does Willem Dafoe put that in his contract? Willem Could Dafoe's PR guy, yeah, is like, all right, you know, Willem Dafoe <laughs> will not do on-screen nudity, but here's the official line as to why he <laughs> yeah, won't do this it. This is what you tell people. We have the same PR guy for Pete Picks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's also, the reason why I'm asking is because it's like, what's the point of right. even bringing that up? It's like, is nobody really wants to know if Willem Dafoe's penis is too big or too small or why it wasn't his. It's like most most audience members are like, yeah, we get it. He didn't want to show that. But the director made a very <laughs> a no, no, point no. to say, no, it would have been jarring. Jarring to, to the audience. This, this movie is too much for audiences already. You we would have never looked that. at the Green Goblin the same way again. No, I never will. That's, that's what he calls his penis, actually. The Green Goblin. The Green Goblin. That's so funny. Well, uh, you know, this is a great opportunity for us to introduce our guest, Ben Winchell, everybody. <laughs> Hell of a Hello. Hello. Welcome. That's so funny. Uh, very, very old friend of the show. Show. Uh, we go way back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's right, baby. Old friend and fan of the show and fan of these three fellas. So I'm happy to be here. Happy well, to have you. Well, well you know, we're we're a fan of you. Thanks for joining us, big guy. Hey, I'm always available. Whenever you need me, <laughs> I'm around. You'll you'll be hearing a lot more, Ben. He's been begging for airtime. Yeah. <laughs> Penis double correspondent Ben is joining us once again for our next well, on-screen nudity. Yeah. You know how we were supposed to do this yesterday? Tom called me and he's like, hey, man, are you like backing out because you don't want to like do it? Or are you actually busy? And I'm like, no, 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 no. I am actually busy. We are setting this up tomorrow because I, I need to do something. I'm so glad you did. Love uh, to see it. That You can't beat that intro, right? I mean, it's that was That was there. Great, yeah. Yeah, Look, if, if there's one thing that Ben is great at, it's just seamlessly joining the riff. And it's, it's right. so I, I think we've got a, a nice little episode on our hands here. That's yeah. really um, fun. I'm excited. But, no, uh, ben, uh, who, who is he? Should we say he's a yeah yeah? Do you want to yeah. give us a little Spill. spiel about yourself or, or just that you elevator wanna, pitch? Do you want us to do a little intro for you? That Alabama pitch? Uh, I mean, you guys can <laughs> chime in if I don't get every. I mean, I don't know, but yeah, I'm I'm an actor. I'm an old friend of these guys. I I met Thomas. I don't know, maybe 15 years ago. Um, yeah, we were we were both we were both kids, and then I moved to LA, <clears throat> um, started an acting career, if you can call it that, and then uh, and then I'm still out here doing it um, and just having fun, enjoying myself, hopefully working on projects that I think are great and fun and that I care about, and that's my goal. And uh, wow. the best way to get to projects that you like is to do projects that you might not be a fan yeah, of. That is exactly correct. <laughs> and uh, the one I thing we know one... about acting in in LA is that you never ever have to take a you know a job to pay the bills, right? It's all passion projects. It's all <laughs> yeah, right. glamour. It's, it's all, all glam, fashion, baby. <laughs> you know, it's the worst thing too is when people are like, "Why did you do this job?" And you're like, "Oh, you know this." this. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me laugh. When you, like you say, like it's just like, "What do you mean? Why did I do yeah, this?" Why did job? I'm like, what, it was either this or I'm serving tables. <laughs> right. Uh, so any that's the most insulting job interview question ever that I think you can possibly get. It's like it's like so why do you want to work here? It's like I have to keep the lights on. I, Zoe's right. kitchen is not my my like aspiring. <laughs> yeah. It's you gotta, this is you not the end game. Oh, at some point it's like this is not the end goal for most people. Being here. right. This right. is a, well, and the funny thing to me with like entertainment versus uh, I mean really any other job, but not just like acting, but any 
anything within like film or music or whatever is there is that question of like so what what made you want to write this song or what made you want to do this movie but nobody's asking you know somebody who get you know gets a starter job at like ey they're like why'd you want to take on this job at ey it's just like oh yeah congrats like you got a job you're working right. at a consulting firm you're doing this but right it's like, no it's money yeah but we like know it's else. money but if it's something creative it's like so why did you want to do this and it's like yeah the, the script might have been good or it might not have been good but i was right. like, i don't have a choice either way but but a dollar is a dollar a dollar is a dollar well but a cheddar cheese is why i'm taking this job <laughs> each bad project is one step closer to the great project that's right. that's right i mean that's the other thing is like you you really do have to do some you know kind of b-list stuff because otherwise how are you going to get yeah. your name out there you know it's incredibly right. rare for somebody to just you know shoot into the stratosphere off of their first thing and have that also be critically acclaimed yeah well the nice thing yeah the nice thing for me is i feel like i've been i've been fortunate to work on stuff that i i have actually really cared about so like if i do get that question of like why did you want to do this project um there are answers that i actually have because there are projects that i feel like i i really did care about i cared about the script i cared about the characters i cared about kind of everything that was involved with it um that was kind of like what you most i mean you could talk about what you most recently did i'm not sure the if you're road to galena to. yeah yeah absolutely um, yeah i can talk was... about it uh there i think they just picture wrapped it no not picture wrapped it what am i saying picture locked it thank you okay. um so i think it's pretty much done um the edit is done but now they have to color it and they're i think they're finishing sound mixing with it right now um Very nice. but yeah that was that was a project that i loved it was yeah. it um, looks really good it's also, yeah. it showed me some of the screen caps and like the i mean you, you look good it's like yeah. it's cool to see like the three <laughs> stages of like you in college and you was right. an adult and i mean yeah. i don't know like well, yeah, I mean, everybody kind of knows it's in the premise of like the movie takes place over the course of basically this kid, Cole Baird's like 20 years. So it starts okay. at like, age 19 and basically goes to like age 39. You're doing like a boyhood and type thing where the director follows yeah, you for like boy- 15 <laughs> years. Yeah, yeah, we could. Yeah, Rich Linklater wasn't available to follow me for that long, but uh, <laughs> consolidated the production a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, it's a, it really is. It's a cool little project. I'm excited for for people to see it. Um, but yeah, basically just it, it kind of follows this guy, Cole, and this kind of love triangle between these, you know, few other characters over the course of 20 years and, and where life takes you post high school and college. And like, where do you keep up? Where do you really want to end up in life? What takes you back? What keeps you going? It's, it's really, right. and I think it's something that we've all been through, but the cool thing for me was to kind of reach a little bit further because I'm playing like 38 at one point. That's yeah. Crazy. That's pretty wild. So they, the oldest you'd say you yeah. played before. Uh, what? Is that the oldest you played before? Yeah. Well, I definitely haven't played like 60. I, was, I mean, I didn't know if you played 40 before. <laughs> no, like, no, no. They got you I mean, in like dirty grandpa makeup, like the, <laughs> yeah, the jackass, yeah. like old man bit. <laughs> yeah, the Johnny right. Knoxville. Yeah. Um, no, but it was, it was definitely interesting to kind of have to like most of the experiences up until that era, I had been able to like actually live being 27. Right. Um, but then it was trying to figure out, you know, all right, what, what would this be like um, for me? Cause I haven't lived through, you know, an extra 12 years, 13 years on top. Right. Of right. Um, I feel like it's it pretty fun. rare to have to act like above your age. You know, people are constantly, you know, you got 25 year olds playing high schoolers all the time, right. but it's, you know, it, it seems much, much less common. Yeah, no, it's super uncommon. I, you, I mean, you're so right. I feel like most, most kid, like especially like CW or anything like that. Yeah. It's like 28, 29, 30 playing a high school or like right. fresh in college um, all the time. But I think the reason why they did it with this is because they needed 
because it takes place over a massive amount of time. Like, I don't know if right. you guys have ever seen It's a Wonderful Life uh, with Jimmy Stewart, mm-hmm. but pretty much the same concept where like we see George Bailey starting out as like a child. We don't ever see Cole that young, but it starts in like high school and then it goes through the course of Jimmy Stewart's life as he's like, now he has a family and now he's married and he has kids and like all of these different things. So they needed somebody who looked young enough to be able to pull off 19 in the earlier parts of the movie and then right. you know, old enough to be able to, it's like, That's you know, crazy. we'll age him up a little yeah. bit add some like crow's feet to his eyes and yeah let him you know let him go from there yeah. there you go that's cool well, uh, so that is something that i feel like you were really excited about like for sure yeah it's just, it sounds like a very unique Sorry, kind of project yeah <laughs> uh so for for those who maybe don't know ben by name just yet you may have seen him in in max steel uh i know there it is oh yeah the the big headliner uh max steel <laughs> Uh, feed, I know uh, feed. I've not yet seen myself, but I hear really, really good things about it. Um, Yeah, Brad, I actually think you would really like feed is another one of those ones that for me, I really, I loved the the story. I loved the character and all the characters within it. And it was just like, that was an awesome project to work on. Um, Yeah. And honestly, you know, like Max was too. I did right. love no, doing yeah. Max. Oh no, no, no! Don't um, get me wrong. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm not. Oh, yeah, I watched it in the it's like Max a, deal. It's a kid superhero, but it's like the elephant in the room. Right. Yeah. Um, that's the big both, ticket. That's the big ticket item tonight, guys. Big ticket item, everybody. Steel, that's right, baby. And then uh, for no. those, uh, you know, who are MTV aficionados, Finding Carter, you were a reoccurring character on there for quite that's some right. time. I know that is correct. Yep. What's yep, a yep, funny yep. story about uh, Ben was that Shannon, uh, my now fiance, the first time <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going out. I'm going to go hang out with like Ben and Thomas for a little bit. And she was like, oh, who's Ben? I was like, Ben Winchell, have you ever have you ever met him before? And she like looked, <laughs> I showed her a picture of you and she was like, oh, my God, is he even finding Carter? And she was <laughs> so starstruck. So I, was so I remember the first time I met Shannon, yeah. she was so quiet. And I was just like, <laughs> so I, I already know why, because you had already prepped me on it. But I'm like, it is really like, That's, it is. It was it just not, the funniest thing in the like, world to me. Because yeah, yeah, I was like, yeah. oh, it's just Ben's ass. Like, I'm not going to yeah. see. Like, <laughs> yeah, we're just going like, to go oh play God. Mario Kart. <laughs> yeah, we're going to play some Baldozer so with Ben. Yeah, she was like, from, from Finding Carter? <laughs> that is so funny. Yeah. That's hilarious. Man, but yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess it sounds like we're working our way back. We uh, back to my Super Psycho Sweet Sixteen. If we want to work our way all the way back, yeah. Oh, where this, are you going? I I think this was like your first horror debut, right? Speaking of MTV yeah. stuff, was uh, yeah my my Super Psycho Sweet Sixteen Part Three. That is correct. Uh, oh yeah, one, Which, two, and then there was the third. That's right. That's right. They the best for last, honestly, according to the letterbox <laughs> ratings. I think uh, that is true. There's there's actually some people are rating uh, my Super Psycho Sweet Sixteen Part Three. Um, oh really? They're rating oh, yeah. in general. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're rating. It's, it's getting big numbers. That. There's dozens of people out there. Yeah, wow. who are who are very interested. They're calling it the blockbuster of the year. The um, blockbuster of the year. <laughs> Um, I'll have you know, I actually did pay five dollars to watch this on iTunes. I don't know if you see any residuals from that, but you got. I was about to say, I just got. I just probably got cents coming your way. Yeah, two three cents in residuals. So I'll take it. Hey, don't spend it all in one place. Uh, (laughs) Which okay, so full disclosure. This movie was not as bad as I thought it was going to be. You hear That's like fair. teen slasher MTV original and you kind of are yeah. like, OK, I know what I'm getting myself into. But this is honestly, yeah. I enjoyed myself watching it. It's it's a fun it's, one. 
Yeah, it's a campy slasher, you know, MTV original, which is I th- they knew exactly what they were doing with it. Totally. Um, oh, yeah. I think I was like, what, four? I, what, I was, was telling 15? you. Yeah, 15 when I shot it. I was still living in Atlanta. And no funny kidding. enough, I was just telling Thomas that house that we shot at was like right next to Milton High School. Um, was, it, was it the UPS guy's house? <laughs> the UPS uh, guy. I don't know who uh, the UPS the new, guy is. The new Milton? The Oh, maybe it was it the old Milton High School at no, that no, point. No, like no, no, Mil- it's, no Milton High School. It was the it's new like, one. Yeah, it's the new Milton High School. The current one. The current. It's one. gotta be. It's a, It's like a mansion, right? Yeah, it is a mansion. Huge. It's like I, when I say close to it, it was probably a five minute drive from Milton. Oh, okay. okay, never mind. Because um, there's a it, like the owner UPS used to have this ridiculous mansion right behind the. Baseball. It had like a mega mansion that connected to like the cross country trails. Yeah. Oh no, yeah. it definitely wasn't that. This one was a little <laughs> more. It was in. I remember this was like the first house in this like neighborhood that they oh, were building. Oh, that's okay. Cool. Yeah, I know what you're saying. So they rented that house for basically the duration of the shoot. Yeah. Um, and that because nobody else, nobody was buying it the neighborhood was still being like built yeah you guys were just renting it like it wasn't even no one was living there no and i don't think anybody was living there that'd be a pretty cool piece of trivia if you own the house now yeah i I actually don't remember if i remember when i walked in all of the set deck was already up so there was like a whole room that had um like deer heads and all you know swords oh, yeah. and all these weird right. things that were set up in there and i i don't know if that was actually our set deck or if that was maybe somebody who was living in the house if i had to take a guess it was our set deck i don't think anybody <laughs> was living there but i could be totally wrong that'd be so sick to just live in a house like that like picture i mean if you haven't seen the movie picture just like stereotypical like classic haunted mansion like yeah, the round driveway the circular driveway you go around right not only that but even the interior is so it was like mahogany wood everywhere Ooh. so it's like really really uh dark inside yeah and it was i remember i would walk through there at night because we would usually obviously shoot overnight it was every yeah. time it was at night so we were usually starting at like i don't know seven o'clock and we would wrap it like seven o'clock in the morning um and there were times where i'd like walk through the house by myself and you could get lost in there i mean it was a I'm big sure. it was a big house and it was definitely creepy like if you started to get yeah. away from like the crew and you're like making your way and you'd like go down into the basement you're like i don't i don't know about this this is this is a little too much for me right guys now. are we rolling just <laughs> yes, yes, give me on tape right now they're they're doing like a halloween thing where they don't tell any of the actors what's going to happen and they just send you wandering throughout the house to get just genuine reactions from you they're just gonna have it's like people that new james up. mcavoy movie which one <laughs> have you guys have you not heard about this no it's a new james mcavoy movie it's like a thriller so it is kind of in theme it just came out on netflix i think it's called like my son or something like that and the entire premise of the movie is um not the premise but like what they're marketing uh interest on it is every every actor in the film got a script except for james mcavoy he got a character breakdown so whenever he steps into a scene people are feeding him dialogue and he's like finding out information at the same time the audience is finding it out so that's awesome his lines are improvised and there's like dialogue to like keep it moving forward but he's kind of just reacting and improvising off of whatever the other actor is giving him but he doesn't have a script that's and i'm so like that's cool. really wow. interesting i don't know if it'll like i don't know yeah if it i want to see it now see yeah. right it looks, but like like you have to like be they like did... james mcavoy to actually pull that off like right. <laughs> you have to be yeah. like yeah totally but it is interesting to see them do like the narrative of storytelling is kind of shifting because people are i don't i don't know if people are losing interest but unless it's something like a massive blockbuster like marvel 
kind of these like second tier films. Yeah. Um, like they're not getting as much traction. And so like, same thing with what was that black mirror? Yeah, I was going to say Bandersnatch. Um, Bandersnatch. Choose your, own, it's yeah. like, choose your own adventure. It's keeping everybody engaged. Yep. And so the idea of like, you're watching a movie and you know, the entire time the actor is finding out the information as you are, it's just like right. finding new ways to tell stories. That's I don't cool. know. I think it's interesting. Yeah. It's really cool. I've heard some interesting things, um, you know, like you'll see like interviews with famous directors and everything. And a lot of people are saying that like the era of kind of like the midsize movie is like just disappearing. Basically, you yeah. either have like, you know, the five hundred million dollar marketing budget blockbusters or you have the like three million dollar indie projects and there's just nothing in between anymore. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, to an extent, I would say the. In theaters, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you're not really getting like a 30 to $80 million film that's going to theaters. Usually that's just going to get bought and put on Netflix or that's true. Max or, right. or Amazon or anything like that. So it's like they're still getting made, but it's not worth it to put it in theaters. It's so much more worth it to just like sell it to a streaming platform. But right. even, even a lot of these like lower tier like to like one to five million dollars basically like a sag low budget projects all of that is none of that would go to theaters anymore all of right that would get sold to streaming or go to like a festival like sundance and try and get bought somewhere right um, and especially with how you know iffy the box office is now kind of coming out yeah. of covid it's like again you're either marvel and you're guaranteed to make a profit or like you better be really sure that what's what's coming out yeah. is going to do well but because if you just sell it to a streaming service obviously that's just guaranteed guaranteed flat yeah. revenue you know True. what's funny though is i feel like even now i i haven't heard of any film that's really like tanked recently like since yeah, like, yeah. A amc and everything has started like opening back up and like theaters are or theaters are starting to play films again but like yeah um what was i mean free guy did really well um, yeah it did it like right. easily like had a great weekend um what else just came out? I mean, I think No Time to Die is doing well. Bond is doing great. Yeah. yeah. They both went, just went and saw that. Did you see that's it That's true. We did, yeah. That, yeah that's the I'm first movie it. I have seen in theaters since, I think, Godzilla versus King Kong, back when that came out. Really? Like, that's the, this wow. is the only thing I've seen since then. Wow. Yeah. The, I, you know, I went and saw Tenet in theaters, and that was the one film right. that, that did kind of, like, bomb it in did. the box. Was that, like, March 2020? Like... <laughs> No, it, it wasn't March 2020. It was I. It was like August, yeah. and I drove oh, weird. down to uh, I drove down to Anaheim because there was one theater that was open in Anaheim, and it was like they were being really cautious about like how many tickets they were selling right. and whatnot, and like the COVID protocols were really safe. So I was like, okay, cool. But there was truly nobody in that theater. Yeah, um, yeah. I know Nolan I was pissed by the sounds of it. Like all of those yeah. interviews with him where he just refused to be like, I'm, no, it's not going on HBO. We're putting it in the yeah. theaters. Yeah, Which, I, think, honestly, I think that probably like, made everybody him. a little bit wary. But yeah. I mean, yeah, good for him to, for, to stick to his guns. But I think everybody yeah. else kind of took that as a cautionary tale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, back to Psycho Sweet 16 real yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah, Just because this is our Fear Picks month. And uh, that's I right. was just curious about. Well, Brad, you said that you had a couple questions for Ben. <laughs> I do. I do. So I there's, you know, again, this is I'm not somebody who's exactly in the industry or anything. I get like some little tidbits from you and Tom and stuff like that. But I right. feel like a lot of big actors, they always say like uh, drama is easy and comedy is hard. Yeah. Like where does in your opinion, like is horror kind of somewhere on that spectrum? Like, is it really easy because it's kind of like in extremes or is it difficult to actually like convincingly, you know, portray somebody who's actually terrified? I think it depends. Um, 
like with something it de- it depends on how over the top it is as well yeah um like in the i guess in the realm of like mtv let's say yeah well in, in that realm it was a little bit kind of over the top slasher yeah um, and so yeah you can get into it it's not i would say super difficult i think there's actually a study somewhere where like accessing fear is probably one of like the easiest things to access interesting um and so doing like a horror film i don't really feel is super difficult it's a lot of fun that's for yeah sure. like if if anything you're having you're kind of able to immerse yourself into it and just have fun um and and that's really what we did and it's nice when you have yeah. other people there as well like it's nice when you're not shooting a scene that's just you having yeah. to be scared like it's right nice. like there was this scene um i was telling tom before we came in here i'm like i'm like remembering everything slowly because it's been so long ago yeah so you're like i'm like slowly it feels like i just kind of like blacked out and now i'm starting to remember all of this again <laughs> um but there was the one scene where like the nails are coming through the door and we're all oh, yeah. in that like main foyer area and that was fun just because it was all of us there everybody's kind of reacting off of each other and That's and so cool. in that situation it's i would say it's it's definitely not uh difficult um and it's right. just fun because you're playing off of each other right yeah but it is very true what you said where comedy is much more difficult than drama that's why usually some of the best dramatic actors are some of the best comedic actors we've seen yeah I believe yeah that. oh yeah um i will say back to like the topic of the house so the premise of the movie right is that there's this girl she's going to visit her sister for her sweet 16 right in this yeah. gigantic mansion and yeah. I don't know if, if maybe I missed something from the first two parts because I did you not watch this. <laughs> but yeah, you so like something because you have like the 16 year old girl who's living in like what is basically like you described this terrifying haunted mansion that's like super yeah. dimly lit. And I'm like, this is this wasn't really selling it. So I, I'm assuming that was like some sort of inheritance or something that she got. Yeah, honestly, I don't know about that. I don't I don't remember enough to remember. I know in the first Super Psycho, um the 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 sister who's coming to visit the sister yeah. who now lives in that mansion, it was her she was turning 16 and she had this massive birthday party and ended up being like a massacre and yeah. you find out that it's like her dad and her dad like wears this mask that kind of looks like, you know, like a masquerade thing yeah it's like the like the covers your eyes yeah covers your eyes a little bit and then um ryan sypek who plays the villain in super psycho 3 is like a fan of the dad so he, like, yeah yeah that um and uh and so basically that's that's the whole thing it's like it's building to the point where she had her sweet 16 in the first movie i don't remember what happens in the second one actually but i think there's another sweet 16 that happens yeah. that's uh, I, I, <laughs> follows I, the guessing, trend yeah, yeah I, I imagine. if i had to take a wild guess um and then in the third one it's now her sister sweet 16. Yes. i don't remember how she got the house all i know is that sky i think is the character yeah that's the lead girls yeah yeah uh is like super nervous about her sister now having this this sweet 16 yeah. and she's right um oh yeah she was right you know? I will say your character was by far the most sensible person in that movie. Like it, it <laughs> yeah. starts off and your guy, he's like, you know what? I'm not drinking. I'm not smoking. I'm sobered up for this full experience. And yeah, then yeah, like, yeah. Respect. you know and what I like, love? My favorite chance... thing is my favorite thing is you look at everybody in this house. I hope I don't get in trouble for saying this, but you look at everybody in this house and it's like, none of us should be friends. Like, it's <laughs> like if we were all actually in high school together, yeah. I certainly, they would not be friends with my character so um 
like, I think they, they were, were trying eight. to pull like a breakfast club type thing and kind of have yes. all the different tropes in there. But like, they're, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's the personality types were very conflicting. Yeah, very conflicting. Where like you look back at it and you're like, huh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like they all seem very friendly, but uh, would these people Are they actually be friends? No. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, good for them, though, for for, you know, keeping their doors open and hanging out with everybody different, getting some new perspectives. Yeah. You love to see that. Well, and you know, maybe I also partially felt that way because I was 15 and I think everybody else at that point was at least like 23 to 25. Oh, wow. so yeah. I was like 10 I was like 10 years younger than everybody else. That's interesting. I I really did not get that vibe at all. I don't know if they like, you know, got you aged up or something. And you're also a very tall person, I think compared to a lot yeah. of actors probably, so maybe that was a yeah. factor, but Yeah. Um I they they really to to spoil some things. They really did you dirty. You were your character meets his end by betrayal from a uh, the younger sister who is is falling yep. in love with the the psycho killer and she uh she slits your yep. throat and I'm in love with her and it's this love triangle between <laughs> me and two killers basically just brutal she chose um, wrong safe to say hey the nice guys always finish last right so it's yeah. what are you gonna do if I if I remember correctly Brad you should know because you just watched it recently was this I fresh the last, on the brain yeah fresh on the brain was I the last one to die um. I, I don't know I if like you were you the last one to like officially die. A lot of people kind of meet their end in stages. Like uh, the yeah. one guy, uh, his character's name is Nico. He's kind of like the douchebag. Uh, yeah. And his, his real name is his actor name is Nico as well. We got That's there incredible. and everybody was like, Nico is so much <laughs> like like he just played Nico. And so they're like, we're just going to change the character name to your actual name. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> that's like it's i don't know that's i don't know if that's like a compliment to him because again his character is like a little douchey but i guess he's just really getting into it he he played it up for sure yeah but he he definitely is that kind of just like loud fun happy-go-lucky kid yeah um, it's he plays that role so perfectly hilarious. yeah, yeah he really but did. uh he so he well, like falls off a roof at some point and yeah, like yeah, he yeah. you know he's still shambling along um I, your your character, your death, though, is part of like that grand reveal where we find out that yeah. they're, you know, in cahoots with each other. That's right. That's why it feels like the last is because my death is the one that's like the like break. Um, it's, it's the turning point. Yeah. Yeah. It's the yeah. most important. It's the oh, big yeah. twist. It's the James Wan twist. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> the M. Night factor. And everybody's yeah. been talking yeah, yeah. about it. But, uh, <laughs> so so what's it like to get your throat cut on camera? How's that feel? Um, well, I was just telling Tom this. I feel like we had a conversation. I know, right? Repeating everything now. Uh, I mean, it was fun. The the prosthetic for it was super annoying. Uncomfortable. Um, yeah, yeah, just uncomfortable because it, it was. So we had this great guy. His name was Matt, and he was our like uh um not visual effects, whatever, special effects supervisor. Yeah. So he like designed this insane prosthetic that went around my entire neck, and it took like. I don't know, something like an hour and a half to put the whole thing on and like paint Oof, it to geez. match my neck. And then they poured um, a bunch of like red corn syrup. Yeah, it's corn syrup. That's yeah. what it is. It's yeah. red corn syrup. So it's incredibly sticky and the whole thing is just going down your body. Mind you, it's I think November or December, I think is when we <laughs> did it in Atlanta and it's freezing. So you're just like sticky <laughs> oh and it's God. so cold in this house. Um, and then I had like a little patch of 
the corn syrup in my hand. So when I like put it up to my neck, that's when it like splats through my fingers. Nice. Um, and then you're just like, I, I'm ready to just take a shower. Um, <laughs> ready to go home for the day. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to call this I'm one ready to night. clock out. Uh, yeah. But no, is this also then at like 2 a.m. in the morning, you know, because you said that you guys were doing it like kind of night shoots, right? Yeah, if I remember correctly, we were actually crunched for time during that. I think the sun was about to come up, so it was probably like closer to five. Damn. So we were having to like rush through that quickly. And and I mean, we ended up obviously getting it. But um, yeah, it was like five o'clock in the morning. So you're exhausted. You just want to sleep. Now you're covered in corn syrup. And it takes like, you know, uh, so much time to get the prosthetic back off your neck because it's like right. whatever glue they put on there that just like, you don't want it to tear your skin Stuck to your skin um man so yeah. yeah that was that was that was a long day but it was a lot of fun i mean getting you know your throat cut on screen is yeah um, you know, you'll never forget your first time yeah you'll never forget your first <laughs> one they all say <laughs> never forget your first one huh? that's for sure i feel like that's maybe like an underrated aspect of horror movies that people don't really consider for the actors is like you know because horror movies obviously unless you're watching midsummer or something they're all in the yeah. dead of night they're all like a lot of times they're outside in the woods that's got to be a pretty yeah. grueling filming schedule oh like yeah immersion, like immersion therapy in a way or not therapy but just like you're in it i mean I'm yeah sure. well that is the nice thing is when you're doing something like that it feels any film or project feels this way but especially when it's something intimate like that where you're shooting nights is that you really feel like a family like you're all just there together experiencing all of this at the same time everybody's going through the brutal hours um and you're just having fun but yeah especially when you're doing like back to back to back to back night shoots for like seven yeah. days straight or like in our case i think we only had i think we shot the thing in like 25 days and i think three of those 25 days were actually like during the day so the wow. rest was night shoots yeah um, and your sleep schedule is just brutal <laughs> I'm i mean sure. you are you just gotta you go nocturnal contact with yeah you don't have contact with anybody because you're sleeping throughout the day and then just working at night with that family that you now have there yeah oh, man yeah that's awesome. We didn't have this on our set, but I have heard recently that almost all like modern horror films now have a priest that they'll bring on set. No kidding. Um, wow. To like bless the set. And I guess well, this all started nice. because of The, the Exorcist. Passion. Oh. I was gonna say no, the Exorcist. So I just went to Halloween. <laughs> the Passion Paradise. of the Christ. The is Passion that what of the Christ. It's all the crazy stuff that happened on that. On yeah, that but set. I don't think they brought a priest in. I'm saying that they the might have needed to. I was just wondering if that's why they did it. Yeah, it no, matter. it started with the Exorcist. So I went to Halloween Horror Nights um, like two or three nights ago with a few friends, and one of my good friends is like a diehard horror movie fan. You guys would actually love. You should try and interview Matt P. I was gonna say, yeah, totally. he would we, be. He would be such an interesting one to interview on on the podcast and like get his take on everything. But he was the one that was telling me that um the exorcist was one of like the first movies to actually bring in a priest because of all of this crazy shit that was happening right. on the set which i think we've heard yeah. about before but i didn't realize to the extent that a lot of this stuff was happening um and so now on any kind of exorcism movie like all three conjurings wow. there was a priest that was brought in on like all the like they just have somebody that comes in and like blesses the set and does all this stuff Bless and you're like set. you're like what are we doing here why are we here are we why, actually why are we doing conjuring this? should i be getting paid more like yeah right where's the hazard pay for demonic entities on set like can you is, is that part of the making more than I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's the is, is the priest? Yeah, 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 yeah. 
the, the priest yeah, the is priest union actually yeah, yeah. <laughs> the priest they have to have priests on sag that is so <laughs> i think i'd rather have the priest paid more than me on set because then you know that like you're you're pretty secure he's doing his job he's got it right. he's got it tucked away you're not getting that priest from that episode of nathan for you where they go into that <laughs> <laughs> the ghost realtor the ghost realtor yes they're like all right we're gonna bless this house and you see this guy show up and you're like all right well this set is still haunted it's <laughs> over you gotta bring your own crucifix your own rosary you got to do it yourself you can't trust them (laughs) exactly Uh, i love it wait so what else have you guys been watching any any other i know you said the antichrist but yeah good classic horror films we watched some like really strange art house like 70s movies in that same yeah i don't know could you even consider those horror movies or are they it's, it's not like horror it's like dread it's, okay. It's dread and it's just like absurdism. It's absurdism um, yeah. and dread. Let me look up the Where'd name. Watch of them? One was Sweet Movie and the yeah. other one was like Holy something. Oh, wait, is that Holy Mountain? One's on Plex? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Sweet oh. Movie is like this kind of bizarre absurdist like uh I guess it's kind of a social commentary on kind of like the extremes of communism and the extremes of capitalism, but it's done wow in this like really just kind of visually jarring and it's it's truly like nothing i've i've ever seen before holy, it's, the it's holy absurd. mountain is the second one like yes. truly it's like inexplainable it's so absurd holy did y'all watch like, them together or did you like we watch watched them sweet movie together but brad wasn't there for holy mountain no. i was unable to attend for holy mountain um yeah, but some of the ones that i really would recommend schedule you got over there yeah he couldn't busy pencil guy, us in for the guy. whole day hey I'm, I'm a busy man okay i'm a podcaster i got my nine to five that's right yeah that's he's right he's juggling uh yeah, one that i was going for what were you saying sorry I was just gonna say one that I would really recommend that we watched was The Fly. Uh, if you're super into like really really good practical effects, this is a yeah, John really or it's a Cronenberg movie from the '80s uh, with Jeff Goldblum, and it's 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 He's again all practical effects, but like yeah. it's kind of this. It's about the scientist who accidentally merges himself genetically with a fly. And you kind of see him slowly turn into like this bug man as the movie oh goes on. It, it's God. insane. It's awesome. It's really yeah, good. Cool. Really good effects. I've it's actually, like- I've, I've, I've wanted, like, I love, especially now, because I, I mean, watching horror movies over Halloween is always so much fun. Just like classic horror movies that you've already seen. But I've been wanting to try and find newer. Like I saw The Thing for the first time recently. Oh, so and, good. And I'm like this, I want, so, like I we then started going back and looking at like 70s and 80s, like horror classics. Yeah. Um, and like uh, John and Ashley uh, hadn't ever seen Evil Dead before. So like obviously it had to show them, you know, like the classic Evil Dead. Oh, yeah. Evil Dead's um, awesome. Evil Dead is great. But it's been fun to go back and rewatch. I mean, I haven't seen any of like what you guys are talking about, but it's been fun to go back and watch like 70s and 80s horror because it feels just obviously nostalgic. The more now. practical effects. Yeah. Um, stuff like that. Yeah. Or... It feels more Halloween than just watching like a modern horror movie does. Right. Right. I, I feel like modern horror is almost too horrifying to an extent. Like you, <laughs> yeah. you see it and you just, you feel like actual real terror. Like I, yeah. <laughs> I know the first time I watched, um, hereditary was yes, like I, we're just, about to say the same thing just sweating like watching yeah, this movie and just that like yeah, i guess if you're truly trying to like emulate the horror experience like those movies do a fantastic job yeah, but it, it, it almost crazy. does feel like a chore to watch them 
I remember I went and saw Hereditary in theaters and I've never had this experience before. This was the one time where it was the part in the movie where Alex Wolf's character is like leaving the party and his sister is in the backseat oh, of the car. So and good. that whole sequence happened and it was the way they shot the scene. It was the way Alex, I feel like, just kind of portrayed the moment of just like utter shock. But I remember feeling nauseous and almost having to like get up and leave the theater because it was just like so quiet in the theater nobody was moving it was so still it felt so real and yeah, i remember starting to feel queasy oh and i'm like i paid God. for this i right. paid right. for this experience <laughs> but i do that movie, that movie yeah that movie is like a it should be like a case study in building like mood for the entirety of the yes. movie because like you literally you sit there and you just yeah you have just like a pit in your stomach because you you know yeah. just what is coming next is going to be even more horrifying than what you just saw and it's yeah, just that and it's it, even one of one of my favorite parts of the movie is when they're sitting down at dinner and this is not even when anything supernatural happens but it's just like the family this is this is after the the daughter had died and they kind of are um what's the name of the actress that plays the mother she's fantastic tony, in that movie yeah, tony collette yes yeah her she she kind of goes on this big rant where she starts blaming the son for the daughter's yeah. death and, and again oh nothing supernatural gosh. is happening or anything it's but just, just so the, intense it's, it's so, so the intense change though and it, it feels so real even though it's like a you know a spiritual horror kind of satanic yeah. movie it, it feels just like like a real tangible experience it's crazy it's also terrifying. One of them that I love that scene, the one that you just mentioned, that's such a good scene. One moment that always struck me as just like horrifying is, and it's because my attic kind of looks like the <laughs> attic from Hereditary. I think I know so, which one you're going with. <laughs> yeah. And and it's the scene of her and she's like banging her head yes. on the oh attic God. like ceiling. <sighs> and it's that pull down attic. And I have that Hate same it. kind of pull down attic in my house <laughs> right next to my room. And so anytime I like pull that thing down, and go up into my attic i'm always just like ah I, 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 this, 50, this, 50 shot, this could be it uh -huh. yeah 50 50 shot tony collette is up here just about to <laughs> her head. i heard she's in la <laughs> <laughs> tony i'm a huge fan as she's like biting yeah. at her neck yeah <laughs> that's so oh, i love it but yeah so um the you mentioned the thing that's one of my yeah. maybe favorite all-time movies just ever let alone it's horror so movies good. um yeah. but Cronenberg, the guy that does the fly, he did he did all the practical effects for the thing. So if you oh, like, really? yeah, because um, similar, what's his yeah, name? Really John Carpenter is the director, but Cronenberg does yeah, the yeah. the effects for it. And so mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd highly recommend the fly if you like the thing. Yeah, um, oh, I'll definitely check it out. I'll definitely check it out. What did you guys think of? Uh, it's not the newest, but they have the new Halloween. I think it's Halloween Kills comes out next week or something. Oh, yeah. Is that the yes. Jamie Lee Curtis? Uh... Yeah, and they had the the like prequel to it. I guess. There was the, the 2018 newer. one. Yeah. Was it 2018? I couldn't remember how long ago it had Yes. Uh, I actually, I really liked that one. Um, I, I did, yeah. did not see the original good. Halloween until this year. Um, also, really, really enjoyed that one. Um, yeah. That was kind of, like I was saying, one of those movies where they, they did not tell the actresses what was actually going to happen. So a lot of those reactions right. are genuine. Uh, but yeah. I, I thought the 2018 one was a, a nice kind of modern... I, I guess it's I kind of too. a reboot, but it's also a sequel. But I, yeah, yeah it's, I really enjoyed it's it. It's a reboot, but it's a sequel. But I feel like it's stuck to its roots of just recognizing like we're taking on an, you know, an 80s classic slasher mm -hmm. and revamping it in 2018. Yeah, and they, they right. kept that feeling, I feel like. Yeah, too. they definitely kept that along feeling. with the modernized version. Yeah. 
it's that's such a huge task to undertake too because you know obviously halloween the original is so revered and it's like it's literally the slasher movie so to try and follow it up you know decades later it's it's right you know i think considering the reputation they were trying to live up to it was it was a really great sequel you know what's funny you brought this up and whenever somebody says like uh you know the actors or the actresses didn't know that this scare was going to happen in this moment it reminds me of hill house season season one of hill house and the scene where they're in the car and i guess oh my uh, god i guess nobody told them when i I think they knew obviously she was going to pop at some point you'd have to to read the script but i think every time they did a different take she would come in at a different point (laughs) um just to just to make it like you're constantly on the edge of your seat like you're having this dialogue but you're like i know you're coming and i don't know when it's gonna happen yet but like it's gonna it's gonna be awful i wouldn't do well yeah as an actor how do you not just like sit there you're just like looking over you can't just look over your shoulder constantly you know because like obviously you have to pretend like you're unaware of what's coming i'd be worried that i would like assault someone if they were doing jump scares (laughs) on me without like saying when Yeah, yeah yeah i don't know what would happen Oh, that's great. That makes uh, me think of that uh, that video where the guy pops out of the trash can in a mask and this guy socks him in the face and <laughs> goes back into the trash can. So exactly. Funny. I love that video. It's like yeah. an E-bombs world video. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> Shot in 240p on like a flip yeah, yeah, video. Yeah, yeah. yeah, It's old. That's an old video. That's shot on a razor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Ben, you're, you're a horror movie fan then, right? You. I do. I love, yeah. I love horror films, yeah. As as far as horror genre goes, I feel like you kind of have kind of some distinct buckets, right? You've got like slasher movies, you've got yeah. kind of paranormal, demonic movies, and then you've got monster movies. Of the yeah. three, what would you say is your favorite? Um, I, I personally like. I would actually take the category. I would take like demonic and paranormal and separate them. I mm. think my favorite okay, that's fair. is demonic, like anything where it's like the Conjuring series, like or? the Conjuring series, or The Exorcist, or um... <laughs> Josh said absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Josh said, no. They're they're the best in terms of scare factor. That's yeah. why I don't like them. <laughs> yeah, they're yeah, the re- yeah. they feel the realest to me. For, for me, they're usually the best stories, though. That's why yeah. I like them. Yeah. Like like the Conjuring story. I mean, it's you know, it's J- James yeah. Wan is also just so good. Um, oh yeah. And, and then you have which kind of is more like paranormal, but then you have like Insidious, which is also a great story. I feel like yeah. the paranormal slash demonic films usually tell the best stories. Yeah. A slasher, you're not really getting to know like the characters that well you're not really building a story it's just like run 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 like your main character is usually the villain it's why like it's so iconic for jason to be the the known character in like friday the 13th or like nightmare on elm street or anything like that whereas the conjuring people remember bathsheba but you just remember like ed and lorraine or family because there's like a a whole i feel like story and there's an arc and there's structure there yeah yeah Um, Yeah. And then monster movies for me, I don't, I could, I, I take, could pretty much pass on all take of them. Take it or leave it. Not a fan, um, huh? Not a fan I of do, monster movies. Uh, modern monster movies. Like okay. I love, obviously, like The Thing or Ashley uh, showed me this movie recently called, oh gosh, what was it called? It was about a, it was an 80s movie and it was about this like, Everybody thought it was an earthquake in this town in like Arizona, but it ended up being this. Uh, Is it Tremors? Uh, it's Tremors. Tremors. <laughs> Tremors. Dude, I love Tremors. Yeah, so like those older like 70s, 80s monster movies I like. Um, yeah. 
but modern i don't really i don't even know i can't even think of i know modern. i'm trying to think of one i can't really uh, the yeah female ghostbusters reboot that's up there i am well, that's, so... that's paranormal though yeah it's ghostbusters. i think that's more of a monster though yeah, yeah, that's true. I don't know. Because uh, I feel like I normally kind of in paranormal, paranormal, you don't see it. You just feel it. Yeah, Whereas that's monster, fair. that's yeah, a visual. To an extent, to an extent. So, like so are monster. you saying Casper is not a paranormal movie? <laughs> that's a monster movie? Uh, well, Casper he's, the Friendly Ghost? He's, I, I think you can make an argument that it's a standalone uh <laughs> I think you're blurring the lines quite, a little bit. It doesn't quite fit into either there. That's like a it's, it's like a Venn diagram for Casper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah, just yeah, just yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Listen, listen, listen. I didn't mean that's roughly. That's an exception here. to the rule. Look, yeah. I am super fair. stoked for Ghostbusters Afterlife. I can't wait for that. I did yeah. trailer for that. It looks pretty good. It yeah. comes out yeah. next month. It comes out like November. They teased the Bill Murray edition, which was very welcome. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Right. We love a good yeah, Bill Murray cameo. Yeah, especially in Zombieland. Oh yeah, it's although I I will say I've I've got a little bit of a soft spot in my heart for monster movies just because you know like I favorites I really love uh, the Alien series. Um, I kind of consider that to be like a monster movie just because something like physical, you know. What's that? Independence Day. Is Independence Day a monster movie? No, that's a sci-fi movie because there's not a <laughs> horror element to it. Well, it's a there's a horror of being invaded by this alien race well, that means you harm. I suppose you could make an argument <laughs> and for they're it. Visually, they're visually <laughs> present as well. well. I'm just saying, like, you know, clearly in Alien, there there's a cultivated totally. horror environment where you're being chased by something or, like, something that's seemingly unstoppable, you know, is, is coming right. after you. I guess Predator yeah. as well, right? I would yeah. say Predator... Technically, yeah, it counts as a horror movie. It's it's more like I guess action horror if that's a thing, if you can classify it like yeah. that. Um, but the thing, you know, again, one of my all time favorites. Thing. Kurt Russell, absolute babe in the <laughs> that cowboy hat in the middle of the Arctic is the he coolest just, thing with the goggles. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. what a fit. Wow. But that's why I feel like I mean, when was the last alien? Like there hasn't been a modern monster yeah. movie in I mean I, uh, malignant, maybe. Yeah, I actually that seen that one. Yeah. I've just watched that recently. I it's like kind of a monster movie. It's the closest thing to a modern monster movie, I think. Yeah. Has, like modern monster horror. I would say this might be a little bit of a stretch, but maybe the like the the most modern monster movie that I really actually like. This might be a hot take. Was Cloverfield? Yeah. And this is I know okay. this oh, is wait, back in like wait, wait, wait. 2008. Hold up, hold up, hold still, up. But I don't know how we missed this. What? The Quiet Places. That's a monster. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. One and Good two. Call. Good call. Both I, really great. I mean, I liked Quiet Place once. Sorry, I didn't yeah, mean to. I, didn't, I, I just read this and I was going to forget if I didn't say it. So no, no, yeah, no, that's right. That's I think a perfect example. Yeah, I can't believe we forgot. Quiet, Quiet Place 2 Place. literally just came out yeah. and this yeah. last year, I think. Yeah. So and I think it's, to, it's a lot less iconic these days, probably. Like, you don't have these, like, monster icons like the alien, you know, from Aliens. Right. But they're, they do exist. You maybe just have to they're, – they're more far – few and far between uh, these totally. days. But like, remember the Babadook? Oh, the Baba Duke! I love the Baba Duke. Yeah. Yeah, when that kid's in the car, like screaming. Oh, yeah. why can't you just be normal screaming into the backseat? I've yeah. hit Josh with that a few times, actually. Yeah, it's you know. But you know what's funny about like the modern monster again is I guess they they are kind of just taking on more story elements because when I think of a quiet place, I don't think of the monster. Right, I think of right. either John Krasinski and, and Emily uh-huh. Blunt and the family or in the second one, it's all about like the kids and there just happens to be monsters. Um, yeah. Even like 
I mean, this one's a mix because I guess like the Demi Gorgon in Stranger Things is like yeah. a little more iconic, yeah. but yeah. it's definitely you're still the kids are more iconic and like the totally. characters and the story. But right. I mean, I guess you could argue that the it is a compelling is, monster, though. I'll give them that. Yeah, yeah, totally. I think in my I, I don't I don't think this is very much a new revelation at all, but I think what makes the 80s and 70s horror monster movies so much more iconic than the modern ones is that they relied so much more heavily on practical effects which meant yeah, that you right. can't show the monster to the degree that you can now and so by yeah. having it kind of hidden away in the shadows for 95 percent of the movie i think yeah. that's it's it's like now they talk about jaws right where jaws right. the robot shark kept breaking down so they would have <laughs> to build these scenes where you would either show it from the perspective of the shark or you just kind of allude yeah. to the fact that the shark is there and you're kind of your brain fills in for what you can't see and you almost kind of create the terror yourself a little bit which is funny because obviously like you said that wasn't originally planned for jaws like spielberg yeah. had wanted the shark to be such a prominent part and it just wouldn't work like the yeah. shark kept breaking and so therefore it actually made the movie similar to i guess what 70s and 80s horror would be where you're not seeing as much and I think right that's what makes jaws work so well it's sort of like um, some divine intervention going on because i i truly yeah. don't know if the movie would be as iconic as it is today if it didn't kind of break that new ground and say time. yeah yeah exactly yeah exactly totally um, i agree yeah, but uh, I did notice. Um, oh yeah, sorry. Go ahead, <laughs> Josh. You look like you had something to say. Uh, no, I'm good. <laughs> I do have something to say before we uh, before oh, we no, wrap yeah. up. I do have something, but I was about I to would... switch topics. So if you wanna, if you wanna hop. Well, on no, it's it's ahead. not it's not related at all. Okay, I was gonna say Ben uh, on your IMDb. I noticed uh, when the street lights go on. I I'm unfamiliar with this, but this that oh, sounds yeah, like yeah. it's something that's kind of horror related. Um, yeah streetlights was a pilot that i did for uh hulu it didn't get picked up um yeah, to see yeah it was i think there were like three pilot i can't remember i'm pretty sure this is correct but i think there were three pilots that went that year one of them was streetlights one of them was handmaid's tale and i forget the other one and then two didn't get picked up and then obviously i don't wow. know if you've ever heard Handmaid. of handmaid's tale but yeah, <laughs> I heard of it. Yeah. a little uh, series called handmaid's tale yeah but Streetlights was uh, also a script that I'm like, that one I absolutely loved. It was about a uh, a murder in a small town in the 80s um, and kind of had like a, a, a Stranger Things feel to it without the like sci-fi element. It was literally yeah. just the characters in this town coping and dealing with this murder and trying to figure out who it was the, the the whole town is on edge now and it's had like that 80s feel to it so i it, it was pretty much like an r-rated non-sci-fi version of stranger things yeah um and it was a I, I mean it was a great pilot i really loved it that was what we went to uh that's what i went to sundance for it was the oh, first no kidding. year yeah so it was the first year sundance had this option where like they had a competition for pilots that didn't get uh, picked up and so you could submit your pilot and I think they took three pilots that didn't get picked up like that they considered like the best pilots of the year mm -hmm. screened them at Sundance for people to see um, and people really enjoyed it I mean I, I loved it I thought it was a great pilot I think the biggest thing was it fell too close to Stranger Things and right. it was yeah. right when Stranger Things comes out came out like we yeah. finished shooting because uh, we shot it in Atlanta. Um, so we finished shooting. I came back to L.A. and we all started seeing billboards for Stranger Things. <laughs> oh, and we, were like, man. We, were, we were like, what the hell 
is this? Oh, oh. We were like, brutal. what is this? And then, yeah, so then Stranger Things, yeah, Stranger Things came out, and I think we were just too close to it. But they actually ended up revamping it. Um, the two writers, who are both great people, um, they did it for Quibi, which I don't think okay. Quibi exists anymore, but they basically took the pilot, turned it into a, like a Quibi show that. and cool. took it from the eighties, moved it to the nineties. Um, but it still followed kind of the same format of, of the pilot, but they just didn't, they didn't keep it in the eighties anymore. Wow. Gotcha. It, I loved that show that definitely had, uh, like a slasher horror element to it for sure. Yeah, because cool. like the, there was one scene which I'm sure is in the Quibi version now. Um, so I can probably talk about it, but there was one scene where they're this high schooler and like this teacher in the car and they're like making out. And so obviously like there's controversy there, but then they're in the middle of the woods and you just see kind of like out of the shadows, like this figure pop forward and you're just like, Oh, it was, it was so eerie. The way that it was shot was beautiful. And he just steps forward and it's just like, so silent you just like hear like pop 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 and it's just you just see blood flying everywhere it's oh so quiet gosh. all you hear is like the glass breaking and the gun going off and nicola peltz who played uh, uh what was her character name i can't remember off the top of my head but she was the uh chrissy monroe was her name um and she's like still alive partially <laughs> oh you just see her like lock eyes with the killer but he has like this mask on and you just see like the panic in her eyes and then then she wow. Die. Then and, she dies. And, um, you could probably you could kills. probably catch the different version of it on Quibi. <laughs> yeah. Uh, short form entertainment. That what's <laughs> can we uh can we jump back real quick on the uh can you elaborate on your Sundance experience a little bit? I think the the listeners might yeah. be interested there. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, was that your first time or your second time? That was my first time at Sundance. We had a blast. So we pretty much all all flew up there. Um and we stayed in this Airbnb. The whole cast stayed in this Airbnb pretty much, um, like right in Park City, Utah. And we screened streetlights on Friday. And I think we got in on Wednesday. I don't remember. I know we were there for a few days before we screened streetlights. I got to see um, Mud while I was there. Mud cool. was at Sundance when I was there. This is 2018? Nice. This was 2017, maybe. I think it was Sundance 2017. Um but I mean, Park City during Sundance is probably the most fun, like having done now Comic-Con for Max and yeah. uh, Sundance for Streetlights, I would uh, both I would go back to, obviously, like they were both such fun experiences, both drastically different. I think for sure. Sundance I had more fun at um, just because it's a different environment. You are in the middle of nowhere at the top of this mountain in salt lake city and it's just like all of these cinema fans are there as opposed to comic-con you still have all these cinema fans but it's just one is for like everything that's like you know 500 million dollar you know movies that are just like avengers and all this other stuff as opposed to like really small indie movies that are at sundance yeah projects yeah um Yeah, yeah but uh yeah it was it was it was amazing um Honestly, I don't really, I don't have like super much to report. We did like a couple press days, I remember. Um, went to like a couple events that were a lot of fun. But I remember screening Streetlights was really cool. We did it at the Egyptian Theater, which is in like the main strip in Park City. And uh, funny enough, the Egyptian Theater, I was watching Entourage for the first time. I was just about to say something. <laughs> yeah. I watched I it watching- like a couple of months ago. 
Yeah, so I was watching Entourage. I'd never seen it before, and they screened whatever Vince Chase's movie was, and it was at the Egyptian. And I was it's like, Queens oh, Boulevard. No shit. Yeah, it was Queens That's Boulevard. Crazy. Oh, nice. They screened it at the Egyptian, and I was like, that Vince is so all funny. Vince's grounds. Yeah, um, <laughs> but it was cool to watch it with like a full live audience for the see first time, see to people's like reactions to cool. it, and to the see and just seeing if stuff lands and mm-hmm. if it doesn't land. And it, and from my perspective i felt like stuff did land but yeah. um but yeah that was pretty much the the sundance experience i would love to go back i would i hope that i yeah. get to go back at some point yeah, we, but we, i also want to get the, the other fix bump so that's right be getting some calls pretty soon yeah. <laughs> calls be flooding in soon calls be flooding on it man well uh, these days I though i feel to... like you truly never know like it's every once in a while it's you hear true. about some stuff where yeah. like you know some some pilot just starts floating around and like you know in 72 hours suddenly it just gets past the right person and it hits like two million views and totally. there's you know there's still hope yeah. for sure yeah, the way all I mean, the way any of this works now, especially with like social media and just people podcasts are obviously such a massive right. thing right now. And so is just like Instagram, so still a big yeah, so it's featured things, <laughs> but just like seeing seeing where it could get passed around to. I mean, it could it could so easily happen. I, I do have a we were talking about earlier uh, that uh, Super Psycho Suite 16 three part three part three. I feel like it could become a cult classic someday. Maybe like what if in 10 years people are like, I love this movie and all of a sudden it makes the rounds on twitter everybody's watching it and you know who covered it first feet picks look it's so i mean (laughs) it was stranger things was kind of like the beginning of like this sort of like 80s revival right where suddenly like it had all those 80s tropes and it kind of really leaned into that and suddenly everybody was like oh this is amazing and like all of that stuff started coming back again we might be due for some early to mid 2000s tropes to to make a resurgence you know, nobody does it like better in, than Super Psycho Sweet 16.3. Nobody That's does right. it better. That's right. <laughs> it it really be funny is like to a see. perfect window into like 2010, though. Like, totally. Totally. That's why I think in like, you know, 15 years, 20 years, jumping back to early 2000s, we'll, it will feel so weird. It will feel so dated in yeah. the way yeah. that, I mean, it already does to an extent. So especially you add another decade to that, you're just going to be like, oh my God. <laughs> like, it's going to be weird. At some point, the yeah. conjuring is going to feel dated. Yeah. Right. It's Somebody's so like you know our kids are going to be like oh dad i'm digging up this old classic and it's like the conjuring and <laughs> yeah or it's like <laughs> saw one he's like you ever seen saw one yeah. and you're like yeah that's from early 2000s. let me tell you something about that son yeah <laughs> let me tell you mama wouldn't let me go see that when it <laughs> came right. oh man i love man. it i love it any uh, uh yeah. yeah any closing thoughts before we hop into a little discover weekly i do have a quick thing i wanted to bring up oh please I think go the ahead. fans will you know be pretty intrigued here I'm on uh, men.wikifeet.com. I just wanted to get your your input here. Um, can you settle the dispute here? There's uh, your shoe size is not set, and I think the fans on men.wikifeet.com would really like to know. You're you're sitting at a 4.37 out of five stars though, so congratulations. That's pretty solid. Oh, wait, that's, wait, 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 wait. What is amazing. what is this wikifeet? It's a they rate celebrities' Uber feet, rating. and there's some photos of your feet on here. Are there pictures of Ben's feet? Yeah. No. It's no like, you ever heard of this? Yeah, it's like it's like pictures of you like at the beach or like you what? Like a, yeah, I look at guess that. Those, oh, those are my feet. What? Yeah, the there's heck? Is that yeah. me? Yeah, yeah Tom Tom's there. <laughs> and oh Mason. Gosh. Mason's in the, that one photo. I guess yeah, let's, I didn't so realize I had that seven out of five. And you know, as a feet-centric feet show, I thought it was appropriate oh to bring my. up. Well, apparently my I'm glad my feet are good because my hands. <laughs> 
are that is so outrageous. I did not know this existed. Oh my gosh. They cropped Markel out. Yeah, they did oh. cropped out. They did him dirty. His feet are in there though. <laughs> I think that's that's your foot actually. Oh, that is my foot. That um, is my foot. That's really funny because when we did Max, uh there were a lot of close-ups on my hands and i remember when they did the first screenings like early screenings to kind of get like just you know uh reviews from the audience to kind of figure out like oh are there things we should tweak or whatever there was such a complaint about how gross my hands were um (laughs) no way so they actually had to switch shots where they had a hand double come in because i I, like bite my nails and i like will bite like my little like cuticles and so people were just like grossed out that my hands did Wow. have like a a nice clean look to them so they That's what they edited it out like <laughs> stuff on my hands or they just got a hand double for it. so any shot you see of my hands is not my hands or it's Even like when you're like edited. you're like charging up you're like you're holding like your, your power like force the... those i think that was one of the ones where it was like edited or there's the one where like it's my hand touch is up. out the window um and it's very clearly my face i think they had to touch up that one but if it's just my hand it's not my hand anymore wow. that's incredible wow. <laughs> to bring it full circle you sort of had like a willem dafoe situation kind of going exactly on. exactly <laughs> There you have it. Ben's hands were so jarring, it took away from the scene. By the way, uh, trivia from the director. Josh, you can update that and let him know I have a size 12 foot. Size 12? Yeah, me too. Wow, 12. I'll I'll have to update my page too. There are, I wanted to say, there are 19 total votes. Nine people voted Ben's feet to be five stars. Six votes for four, and then four votes for three stars. But three stars is as low as the rating goes. I wonder why they voted three. I would like to know the rating. I would like to know who's uploading these photos. Is it like an algorithm, or is there some guy who's like... I've seen all of those on Instagram. Yeah, I think they're all on Instagram. Yeah, but like, that's... Right, that's a lot, that's like some research. That. That's so odd. Yeah. Is, is there I mean, like there's... a sort of letterboxed review situation going on where they leave some text <laughs> along with their star rating? Or is it pure? Let me see if I, can, yeah. I can dig a little deeper. They're Let's like see. big toes a little too big. Oh, actually, hold on. I can, I can edit the page. Hold up. I can edit the page. I'm putting oh, community driven. 12 US. There I mean, we hey, go. I, I, oh, I have I to log in to change it. Never mind. Yeah. You got some good I'm a little There is a login feature so you can make an account. <laughs> I, we'll have to make a dedicated featured picks uh wiki feed account we'll have to have it That's be right. like official yeah oh wow look at now this for all of our guests got any more ben winchell feet pictures upload here there's a link <laughs> oh, that's so brutal <laughs> oh my god i love how you found that Josh. that's that's well great, it's Josh. been mentioned before i know there's several of them floating around out there Oh yes, he's he frequently you know. I'm actually the, the one posting these. Yeah, these are all yeah, me jo- actually. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say Josh is the one who created the page. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, the whole thing. So Ben, yeah, was that shoe size get twelve? And then uh, yeah. purely for the bit. I got the Josh birthday is- here seven three. Is that that's yep, all that's today? Seven three. Seven three. That's what my birth certificate says. Yeah, hasn't changed at all. And I cropped out Markel. I'm really sorry about that on this one. <laughs> yeah, come yeah, on. Yeah, that's man. that's. Just, he's not gonna be happy to hear about I that. Well, I'm not. Yeah. Well, uh, we're, we're gonna have to maybe you know, update that photo. We, uh, I mean, full circle, man. Beautiful. Ben's got a hand double. Willem Dafoe's got a penis double, and that's hey. the show. <laughs> and that's, that's important. The show. That's important stuff that's there. The that's the bulk feet of the picks show. First, like that's like a feet picks first, right there. It is. It is our first well, breaking news. On air. It's ben Winchell hand history. hand double from Max Steele. You heard it here. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> I guess uh, all, all we got left to do is uh, discover weekly. We'll That's right, baby. Should I bring out the scary voice? Hang on. 
Oh yeah, we didn't even use the soundboard today. Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> Should I bring out the scary it's time Bruh. For Discover oh. Weekly. Hell yeah. Did you do that yourself? Yeah, I got on a nice little voice modulator thing. Brad has a demon inside on. of him, actually. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. it's, I'm, a, I'm something of a method actor myself, you know? Yeah, I, I really get into it. That's so funny. Brad, you, uh, you want to start us off? Uh, I, you know, I think I will start us off. I, I have one that I was originally going to use last week, but I kind of pivoted at the last second to do more of like an alien theme thing. Uh, okay. But this week, we're throwing it back to America's favorite rock band, uh, the Eagles. We're gonna be taking Ooh. a listen to Witchy Woman. Ooh, yeah. that's good. That's Let's check good. it out. songs in the 70s about like evil or demonic women not a lot of demonic men chat going on in, in the 70s i'd like to That's see true. a little bit more representation you know you got like evil woman by elo witchy woman by the eagles you know who i feel like what would give us like a really creepy like modern tune that would probably be like about uh, like a demonic man would be like billy eilish i feel like she would have something that would have I feel like she like could bad really guys about like a monster that's kind yeah. of about herself, though, isn't it? I know, but like, that's like the monster inside. I think she yeah. says, I'm the bad. She's a yeah, monster. I, I believe the song Duh. is, I'm the bad guy. <laughs> if I'm remembering well, uh, correctly. It is a spooky I, beat, though. I'll give it to you. It, it really is. Josh, do you have one for us? Yeah, I got I can go. Uh, I'm going to go as on the nose as possible without saying Monster Mash. It's going to be... Halloween by Phoebe Bridgers. I feel okay. like we gotta have some Phoebe cool. on the on the, the spooky Discover Weekly. Love that. Like that. She's nice. always wearing the skeleton onesie, so I think it's appropriate. Let's hear it. This is Halloween by Phoebe Bridgers. Can be 
That's Halloween by Phoebe Bridgers. Check it out. Nice. So can you, is, is there like a certain reason why she's always wearing the skeleton onesie thing? Or is that just like her shtick now? I think that's like the new album that was like the fit. And that okay. was on the album art. And I think that kind of just. Or is it like a marshmallow kind of thing? Well, the first album. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I did. Like a costume. The first yeah, album is like a ghost sheet. Marshmallow. Oh, okay. So she's yeah, always the first doing something album a little is, spooky. Uh, that you can't see that. Yeah. Oh, she's in like a little ghost sheet though. I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not that's a the dead first mouse situation. Kind yeah, like, where she's just got the helmet. Second one, she's got the little skeleton onesie on. Okay. Oh, that's okay. cool. Just an album cool. theme type thing. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Very nice. I'll, uh, I got next. I got next. Yo, Tommy, yeah. what you got? Let's hear it. You got Voodoo Queen by Medicine Man Revival. A lot Ooh. of these songs are pretty good, but this is a good one. <laughs> Let's hear it. <laughs> get the point but it's uh, pretty groovy tom it's, it's a groovy tune Ooh, I, 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 I do want to clarify i'm saying medicine man revival has like eight plus tracks that i love all the songs you guys are chosen today including uh, ants marching by dave matthews band ben <laughs> all of them i do have my i do have my final one to it off. <laughs> final track you said does it have to be spooky and we hear <laughs> yes this is also a dave matthews track actually but Bring us home, Ben. Um, okay, so I'm gonna throw it back just because it's you know we were talking about horror movies and whatnot. So this is fr- this was actually in The Conjuring. It's Ryan Ooh. Gosling's band, Dead Man Bones. Dead Man's love Bones. that, right? And right. it's uh, in the room where you sleep. Everybody, Ooh. I feel like, kind of knows this song a little bit, at least if you heard it in The Conjuring. But this is in the room where you sleep. Oh, by Dead Man's Bones. The radio Ooh. voice coming in. Song. I love that. That's, good. That's really Bye, cool. B. 
Beautiful wow. pick, yeah. He's a natural. Nice job. Nice hey, job. I fit it right on we in here. We threw you right into it. You handled it like a champ. Ben. You did great. Thank you you took the feet uh, thing so well. I'm so happy I know. didn't do ants marching. <laughs> I'm, just happy I'm just happy I didn't land on that one. It was a, That was a competitor for sure, but yeah. That's, that's it was in the conversation. Love it. Uh, Man, well, Ben, guys, thanks for joining nice. us, man. It's yeah, yeah it's been a pleasure. Been uh, so real fun. quick also, before you go, yeah. can we get a sound clip of you saying your name and that you endorse uh, featured picks as a tradition <laughs> of the uh, the interviews? <laughs> yeah, get into character. Feel free to take your time. <clears throat> you ready? Yep. Go ahead. Am I just saying I endorse featured picks? That's literally all you yes, want me to give say. Us, give us a this is Ben like, Winchill. Yeah. And like, well, I know that, but I'm listening to featured picks. Oh, you're you know, listening you know, to featured picks. Make it, make it your own. that I endorse you know? it. You can do whatever just you want. Say, we're just, we're just happy to have you. And you're listening to featured picks. Like a Disney Channel thing. This is Ben Winchell, and you're listening to featured picks. Oh, beautiful. Silky. There you go. All right, we got there it. You go. Uh, ben, do you have anything you want to plug before you? we go? Um, you can plug the thing. We have a big audience, so feel earlier. free to plug. Uh, come, when does it come out? When uh, Road, uh, yeah, so The Road to Galena was the film that I just did up in Baltimore and D.C. in March and yeah, April and May. Or I, I, some, earlier in the year. Um, uh, I'm not sure when it comes out yet. We don't have a release date. I know if the, you'll, I'm sure you'll hear about it on the podcast at some point from these That's days. right, baby. I will plug, uh, I've been doing this recently. It's not me. My cousin is a artist. Um, that's not him. His <laughs> name's <laughs> Peter Griffin. He's a, my cousin's an artist. Oh, I have about it. My my cousin uh, Tyler, his his Spotify is called Bird B U R D, and I've been listening to his music a lot recently. I think it's so good, and uh, I would be plugging it even if it wasn't my cousin. But he, I was down in Florida recently, and I had no idea he was creating music. And he was like, "Hey, I like want to show you some of the stuff that I've been doing." And I was like, "Oh my god, Tyler, cool! This is like really good." So anyway, check out Bird. He just had, I was gonna say like, what a, is there a song that you like? People to check out. Yeah, we could do that like as a little outro, a little outro yeah, song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This song. This has been Fear Picks. Thank you for your time. Everything was going fine until you went and crossed the Trying to see clearly now But my glasses are on the ground I'm a little messed up But I'm learning now At least I had something written Justified all my time